Greetings, gents. Congratulations on making show number 200. Well, I'm assuming you're recording tonight, so maybe you haven't hit 200 yet. But if you played on the show, you would have hit 200. So anyway, congratulations on making show 200. Uh, this is rough, by the way. Cheers. Bye. Broadcasting from the Skull and Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take. It's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Greetings. Welcome to episode 201 of the Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Schmitty. I'm Colin. And I'm Zoner. And we have no Zook this week, so it is the Zoner show whether he likes it or not. Actually, no. Did I give him the plague? <laughs> you may have. I don't know. I don't know. But Just you did have it. Over. Yeah, I think you did have it for one of the days at Comic Con. Or, excuse me, Comic Con Fan X. Fan Experience. Salt Lake Comic Con Fan Experience. Um, this is actually going to be our wrap up show. <laughs> that was so graceful, wasn't it? So smooth. You are graceful. Um, but this will be our wrap up show from the convention. But we do want to give a couple quick shout outs first before we get going. Uh, first of all, thank you to Ruff. That was his voice you heard in that wonderful voicemail congratulating us on episode 200. Uh, before the show got started, thank you for taking the time to give us a call and share the share the love. Uh, also, speaking of sharing the love, we want to share some love with our sponsors, 4814.com, Eagle Moss Limited, and all the places you can hear us. Uh, Truck Radio, Krypton Radio, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, everywhere that you can find podcasting stuff for stolen droids we want to thank those people so thank you radio kscr don't forget oh yes radio kscr we are there now i forgot that we were on there now yeah um but but we are there now so thank you to radio kscr as well for rebroadcasting us we do appreciate you uh okay this is going to be kind of a fun episode because uh, well i'm in charge and so it's automatically (laughs) fun But also, <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about Salt Lake Comic Con FanX 2015. Uh, it was the past three days here in Salt Lake City. We had a great time covering the event. Got to see a lot of cool stuff, uh, do a lot of cool stuff, and talk to a lot of really cool people. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of funny because it started off really kind of weird. Uh, the press or the the event starts off with the event for the press where... Dan Farr and Brian Brandenburg, who are the organizers and the, the creators of the event, will introduce the event. They'll talk a little bit about it, you know, what's going on. They'll introduce some of the celebrity guests who are going to be there. And then you have the uh, you, and when I say you, I mean us as members of the press, have the ability to go and interview uh, some of these celebrities before the convention even begins. Now, it was interesting because the convention, it's typically, or excuse me, the the press conference is typically held at the same location as the convention. But this time it was not the case. It was held at a hotel 1.08 miles away. And I know that because we walked it and I tracked it with map my walk. And so <laughs> that's how I know. I burned a lot of calories walking that day. Oh, but I, I just parked right next to the hotel and walked... Point zero zero eight miles. But I had to get press passes and stuff at, oh, yeah. the, at the Salt Palace. And so, yeah, and we had to get pictures taken. Come on now. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for Share the social media pass. love. <laughs> and so 
anyways, Colin and I are walking through the hotel. It's like this way fancy hotel. I think it's probably the fanciest hotel in Salt Lake City. It is actually. It's and five star. Yeah. It is amazingly beautiful inside. And we walk in. I'm wearing a Batman hoodie. Colin's wearing his podcast hat, and neither, nobody and my Captain America shirt and a Captain America shirt. Yes, nobody knows that we're with stolen droids. Nobody knows that we're with the press, except we do have our press tags hanging around our neck. And we're walking behind three ladies who actually are working there for the convention. And just as we're about into the room where the press conference is going to be held, one of the women turn around and say, "How did you find out about the press conference?" And Colin and I just kind of look at ourselves and say, because we're press? (laughs) And she looks at me and says, oh, I thought you were fans. We just wanted to make sure no fans were going to be in attendance. So that right there kind of started us off. I don't know if it was good or bad. I I guess it may have been okay. I I, I mean, we did look pretty geeky. But then again, most of the other people that were in the press room for the for it was all dressed in geeky clothes as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not like we work for CNN or Fox News. We're not showing up wearing a suit and tie to this thing. We're podcasters. We yeah. can't afford that kind of clothing <laughs> budget. It's, I It may have been that they were, like, first time with the convention and hadn't been to, like, any of the other press conferences with it before and may have kept that expectation with other media, maybe, maybe. Well, and and I know that you know previous pref- press conferences for the other Comic Cons and Fanexes have been kind of huge events, and they they had a lot of people at the last one. They and, did, and you could totally tell that they were trying to make this one a little more intimate. Maybe you know just press, and so they 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 put it in this hotel a mile away from the convention center just to keep fans out, you know, and so. I, they probably had their guard up too, just to try to keep that out. So, keep out the riffraff. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but yeah, <laughs> they failed because we still made it in. <laughs> we're we're riffraff, riffraff with press passes. But it, it was a pretty cool event, nonetheless. We got to talk with Mark Pellegrino from a lot of stuff, Lost, Supernatural. I mean, he's been in a lot of different things. I think I freaked him out a little bit after he took a photo with me, and I kind of jokingly said I just got hugged by Lucifer. Uh, <laughs> but it was still fun nonetheless, and he was a, he was a very gracious and very nice gentleman. Well, and when, when you guys were taking pictures with him, like I reviewed the pictures afterwards, and I think he like keeps the same pose for every picture. He's just kind of got this smoldery look and looks in the like exact same angle. Don't let them fool you guys. They were taking pictures with a cardboard cutout. <laughs> Is that why it had that weird glare on it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But so we interview Mark Pellegrino. The press conference comes to a conclusion. Uh, we talked to a few of the other celebrities uh, that we interviewed later during the convention. But as we're walking out of the hotel, who should walk by? But, well, do we want to talk about Nichelle Nichols? I think I'll just. I think we really should. I'll just throw this out there. I think Nichelle <laughs> Nichols may not be doing the convention circuit much longer. <laughs> she forcefully took the stand two out of the three times that she was up there. And said the exact same thing all three times. 
Well, one of the times she did do the live long and prosper sign. No, that was two times she did that. Oh, she did it twice? I only saw it once. Well, the one time she did it with two hands, and the other time she did it with just one. (laughs) Yes, but but I think that she may not be on the convention circuit much longer. So if you have the opportunity and you really want to meet her, seize the day when it arises. Arrives. And I'm pretty sure you could actually get free pictures with her because she was just like randomly calling people to her. Yes. Like I would walk by Celebrity Row and she just was like, oh, come here, honey, to just everyone. I will say this, though. She did appear to be extremely, extremely kind. Um, yeah, really so, nice but, person. But anyways, we can't, we can't focus on that too much longer. So as we're walking <laughs> out of the hotel, we bump into... Emily Kinney and Stephen Yoon from The Walking Dead. And I just about pooped myself because I love The Walking Dead. And I was standing right there, and I could have just gone up and talked to them, but I didn't want to burn any credibility with my press credentials for the rest of the show. So I didn't. But then neither one of them was doing press, so I really wish I would have gone up and at least said hi. Um, but as we're walking out to go back the 1.8 miles to the convention center they were getting into this big suv and the driver was helping steven into the back seat <laughs> chatting him up like they're best friends meanwhile emily is this tiny little thing trying to crawl into the front seat all by herself <laughs> and i really just wanted to go over and help her out because the driver obviously wasn't doing his job which it just it, it really uh. kind of disappointed me but, you know, as we were walking back, they drove by us. I thought about asking for a ride. Uh, <laughs> I wish I would have. He, he had his thumb prepped. <laughs> I did. I did. So, But anyways, we get back to the hotel. Honor. What's that? Regrets from his honor. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of my convention regrets. I have many. Actually, I, I really don't this time around. Um, so as we're walking back from the hotel to the convention center, um, we get there, everything's good, we start doing our thing, and who should we bump into but Dan Farr? Now, we wanted to talk to Dan Farr before the show. We wanted to have him on our show before the convention started, but unfortunately, time did not allow for that. So, we had a quick sit-down with him, talked to him out on the convention floor, and talked a little bit about some of the changes uh that took place that they implemented with this uh, Fan X 15. One of the biggest had to do with getting people in and out of the building using RFID tags. So go ahead, take a listen to the audio here. And if you want to check out the video of any of the audio we're going to be putting up here, check us out on YouTube. Check it out on YouTube. But here's here's Dan Fall. Um, we do, you know, we do like the big convention as well. But this one, we just wanted to, to keep it the right size. But the bigger thing for that is we're prototyping the RFID wristbands and making sure that everybody gets in, and, you know, so they're not lining up outside. Today, when we open the doors, 
we actually let people in a few minutes early and had everybody, all the VIPs and golds in before it was time to actually let them in. So they were all in two or three minutes early. Okay. And so that's that's the product of the system, the way that we're doing the, you know, the new ticketing and uh, wristband system. Now with Comic-Con in September, there were obviously some issues that led yeah. to the RFID. Yeah. Did you notice, it sounds like it was very noticeable, the difference in terms of... Yeah, I mean, we're not dealing with as many people as we had in September, but even at that level, it's just moving very smoothly. That's really good to hear. And I know fans will be happy to hear that. Yeah. Now, we just had Comic-Con a few months ago, yeah. September, and it's end of January now. Right. Is that right? Four and a half months. It's been four and a half months. Yeah. So why why so short between the two? Well, we wanted to do two a year. That, that's something that we felt that the market could could bear, and, uh, and that people would like to have two a year. April's date just was, would have been too tough trying to do it on the same weekend as Easter weekend and General Conference weekend. And there were also other conventions going on around the nation that we would have had to compete with to get celebrities to. Uh, to come to our event, so we decided to do it in January. The benefit of that is we're on the tail end of the Sundance Film Festival, and that's given people, you know, they're seeing a lot of press on the celebrities and that are in town, and so this actually is an opportunity for people to come meet the celebrities that are here, uh -huh. rather than having it be, you know, oh, those celebrities are up there and they're at parties or whatever, getting them to an event where you can actually have, you know, shake hands, get a photo or an autograph. Well, now, speaking of Sundance, were you able to bring a lot of the celebrities from Sundance? We, we had or? a few, and, and our hope is if we continue to do this in January, that that relationship will build. We, you know, we, we would love nothing more than having a, a you know, symbiotic relationship with the Sundance people. That okay. Be perfect. Okay, great. Now, everybody asks you the same questions all the time. I'm sure you get sick of them. So I got one question here, sure. and I bet nobody in the press has ever asked it. Okay. However, if they have, then I'll admit they're wrong. Uh, what are your thoughts on Bigfoot? Do you believe in Bigfoot? I don't recall anybody's ever asking that. So first of all, <laughs> I, I think you think you're there. Yes. Score. Um, I'd say I'm a Bigfoot agnostic. I mean, I, I don't disbelieve in Bigfoot. I don't know if I believe in Bigfoot. I, I'm open to whatever information there is. That's fair yeah. enough. Yeah. That's yeah. fair enough. Yeah. See, I, and I wanted to try and throw something out there that's yeah. not going to make people angry that I asked. Yeah, we, we're not talking religion or politics. Exactly. Yeah, Bigfoot, that's a, that's a different thing. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, thanks so much, Dan. Thank we you. do appreciate it. it. And best of luck with the convention. Thank you. And, you know, I'm sure we'll see you around. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Okay, and I forgot to mention that we also, at the press interview, at the press conference, had the opportunity to speak with some people from Operation Underground Railroad. Now, if you don't know what this is, it's a group that goes in and actually frees children who have been sold into the sex trade. And the work they do is amazing. They've recently been in the, in the headlines because... Um, Lori Holden from The Walking Dead has been working with them for the last 10 years undercover. And I did have the opportunity to talk with her about it. Unfortunately, we didn't get it recorded. But we were able to record my conversation with Doug Osmond, who is one of the head honchos from this. This is a really important cause, guys. If this is something that, you know, if anything will turn your stomach, this is something that will. 
So go ahead, take a listen to the interview, and then be sure to check them out online. Uh, you know, do what you can. Let's help in this horrible, horrible travesty that's taking place. Okay, we are here with Doug Osmond from Operation Underground Railroad. Tell us a little bit about what you do, Doug. Well, our foundation uh, was started by a man named Tim Ballard. He's a former CIA and Homeland Security agent. And we we uh, work with special ops, uh, military, Navy SEALs, and they go undercover and rescue children that are kidnapped or sold in the human trafficking market. So, now, it's a deep subject. It's tough. That, it's tough. that is a hard subject it's, it's to tough. deal with. How yeah. I imagine that your job is full of extreme highs. Correct. Yeah. But just the very nature of it, I imagine there's also some lows as well. How do you we, deal with that? We cry a lot. We cry a lot. We actually, I mean, we, we want to focus on the positive. I mean, there's there's nearly two million children being sold as sex slaves in the world. And there's they don't have a voice. And so we want to be the voice for these kids and go in and physically pull them out and rescue them. And so we, we focus on the liberation of these slaves that, that just are, are living in hell. And so, I mean, we do see a lot of bad things. We, we, we hear a lot of horrific things, but we also see some amazing miracles happen and some um, incredible lives changed. And, and these, these precious children, you know, when you see them and you get to look in their eyes and stuff, you, it, it's, every, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. Now, for those who are interested in helping or learning yeah. more, you know, just yeah. stop this. It's obviously a horrific subject. Yes, yeah. It's tough, but, but there is hope, and everyone can do something. I mean, when everyone stands up together and can say, you know, enough's enough, and we 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 want to fix this, we can do it. And so we ask people, you know, we need donations. We need we need people's money to help. We're a nonprofit organization, so we're five hundred one c three. But we have a program, you know, because when people hear that too, they're like, well, I don't have a lot of money. You don't need a lot of money. We we have a program called Be an Abolitionist. And you can go to ourrescue.org. So it's ourrescue.org, and you can uh, become an abolitionist. It's five dollars a month. You know, I mean, we, we tell people it's a donut and a coffee. You know. But if you get five dollars a month, that money will go to save kids, and so we need as many people to do that as possible. And it's a monthly monthly donation. What you get for that is they'll give you an abolitionist T-shirt. Says I'm an abolitionist. Uh, they'll get updates in real time of, of what's going on with us. They'll have updates of, of, our, of our missions that we're on, how many kids we saved, how you know what we're working on, and they'll really be in tune with what we're doing. And so it's a really cool program, and, and we need we need everyone to step up and do something. And so, you know, if they can get five bucks a month, that, that will literally change lives all over the world. Yes, indeed. Now, what are you finding as far as the demographics go? Are you finding that you're doing a lot of missions overseas? Are you doing a lot of missions in North America? Is it kind of spread everywhere? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a global problem. And, uh, you know, we've been operating for one year. You know, so in one year we've saved hundreds of children, and uh, you know we've we've operated in in multiple countries. We've operated here in the United States. Uh, this this year in 2015, we are we are actually going to um, a few new countries as well, and we're we're expanding. And quite frankly, the the more uh, funds we can raise, the faster we grow. You know, because it, it all goes to these kids, and so you know we're very we run a very lean ship, and so you know the 
more money we have, the more missions we do, the more kids we save. And so, and that's the bottom line. And so, we are expanding. We have we have stuff working on in multiple countries right now. So, that's awesome. In fact, we actually have a jump team that is, as we speak, on a mission right now. And we'll know the, the results of that within the next uh, 24 to 48 hours. So. Well, I hope it all goes happy. <laughs> hope, hope, hope there's Me a too. very happy ending with Me that. Me too. There, there should be. It's it's a pretty, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're amazing Navy SEALs that are on this one. So, they're great. Those guys are cool. They're, they're, <laughs> they they're heroes. Cool. They are true heroes. They truly so, are. They yeah, truly it's, are. it's an honor just to be associated with them. Well, thank you for the work that you're thank doing. You. We do appreciate it. Thank you so And, much. you know, we'll, we'll do, definitely do it. We can help spread the word. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Okay. Once again, that was Operation Underground Railroad. Those guys are doing great work. Be sure to check them out. Uh, Rob Pryor is a convention favorite here in Salt Lake City. I don't. I haven't been to other conventions. I don't know if he's as popular at others as he is here. I imagine he is. He does a lot of work with Tech Nine, like does stuff on stage with them and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's amazing. For those who aren't familiar with him, he is actually an ambidextrous artist. He paints with both hands at the same time, sometimes two different paintings. And we had the opportunity to bump into him and speak with him again. And the cool thing is we interviewed him at Comic-Con in September. He remembered me. I felt pretty epic. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it's always nice when the celebrity talent actually knows who I am. It makes my job a whole lot easier. But we had a little chance to talk to him a little bit about his work. So um, here's that interview. We are here with artist Rob Pryor. Rob, it's hot. It, what? It is hot. Huh? hot. It's, well, it, we're waiting until Saturday when there's like 8,000 more people That's in true. this small uh, area here. That's true. That's true. So, uh, Hi, guys. But yeah, we are here with Rob Pryor, the artist known as the guy with two drawing hands. I, I ambidextrous artist. Yes. Uh, yeah. So welcome back to Salt Lake. I, huh? I'm glad to be here. It's how's, amazing. How's the con treating you? It's fantastic. It's uh, it's my favorite convention in the entire world. So. Why are you just saying that? Cause no, I'm dead serious. This is I'll say that in every interview I, I do, even when I'm at other conventions. But this is my favorite. Well, what makes it so good here? The the guys who run it are amazing. The fans are just the nicest human beings in the world. I I just love it. I love the show. It's a well, good show. Well, we love you, and you do awesome stuff. And oh, so, thank you. Look at all this. And now I noticed that you had a picture, and unfortunately we're not standing by it, but it was a doctor and, and the two companions. Yep. Um, Amy Pond, Rose, and the 11th Doctor. Yes. Is that a special commission for this particular it convention? Is a, it is the, the Salt Lake official poster. And uh, they asked me if I would do it, and I was like, sure, be glad to. It's so, a, yeah. It's awesome. Are there chicken heads in that? Well? There's a chicken head in everything. There's a, there's a hidden chicken head in every single piece of work I do. Now, for those of, those of our listeners and watchers who have not yet become familiar with you and your work, tell us, tell us the story behind the chicken heads in your work. There was a publisher who shall not be named on on internet uh, that hired me to do a three book series. And he said, Prior, I want to hire you to do my series, but I know you hide things in your paintings. So if you hide anything, I'm going to fire you. And I was like, dude, what would I do? I had a chicken head in every page? So I did. And um, if that got so bad, like second issue, you turn the whole book like this, and it was a double splash page with a giant chicken head. He called me up. 
Third issue, three in the morning, woke me up before the book came out, and he goes, you know I'd fire you right now, but I'm too busy looking for your chicken heads. Click. That's awesome. That's and it just stuck. Had I known a chicken head was going to stick with my fan base, I'd have picked something way cooler than a chicken head. So, do your do your fans like come to you and say, okay, I can't find the chicken head in this photo or in this, this they piece? They do, and I'll tell you right now, I can't find it either. I put them in there, and I forget where the hell I put them. I, That's I, not a good sign, dude. It's it. What's my name? Where, where am I? <laughs> um, no, I, I don't remember. I do so many paintings that I don't even own even any. Want me to sign those? Uh, yo. All right, hold on. Got to do it. Uh, the big ones are 20 B's or 2 for 35. Hi. <laughs> oh. Sorry to, to interrupt the interview. No, it's awesome because we get to see exactly how you do this stuff. That's upside down. <laughs> okay. Wow. That, that awesome. <laughs> I thought doing it two-handed was impressive. Upside down. <laughs> That's great. So, where can where can people follow you? Where can they see your work? Robpryor.com. Okay. And I've got a store coming out very soon. And uh, yeah, I mean, look me up there, and I'm going to be. I'm on stage painting with Tech Nine and a whole bunch of other bands later on this year. And it's going to be. It's going to be a crazy year, but it'd be good. Awesome. Well, I hope it's a great year for you. Well, it's going to be fantastic. And welcome back to Salt Lake again. We do appreciate you coming. Thank so, you guys for stopping by. So thank you. Now, one thing that Rob did not mention in that interview is he is going to be doing stuff with comic crews. This is something that a friend of the show, Jared Phillips, and his wife are actually helping put on. It's going to be October 25th, uh, later this year, 2015. It's going to be a seven-night Western Caribbean cruise, and Rob has already signed up for this. If you are interested in finding out more, they are on Facebook. Check them out. Uh, what is it? Comic Cruise? Uh, yeah, so they're going to have like cosplay contests. Um, they may or may not have vendors. Still still working on that, maybe for like a day. Uh, and then um, one of the things I, I liked that uh, that they said about it was um, they're, it's, it's a perfect way to get your spouse that may or may not be you know into the whole convention scene to actually come out because there's actually going to be you know certain activities that you'll actually do that's that you do on you know regular cruises and so it's a good mixture in between yeah, yeah. it is and you know it's funny because my wife loves to go to cruises but she hates to go to conventions and so this could either be like the best thing in the world or the worst thing, depending on how much of the convention aspect they're able to successfully bring onto the boat with them. So um, I would think that would be awesome. The more, the better. But unfortunately, there are people who would not like that. I think, though, they're going for a nice balance, and it sounds uh, like it should be pretty cool. Now, we posted a video on our Facebook page a couple days ago of me talking with Jared Phillips and his wife, Melissa, regarding this particular event. If you want to find out more, you can check that out. You can also check them out at facebook.com slash comic cruise. They've got some Man. more information up there. I, I started thinking about this more, and I, I really hope they can pull it off. Um, I know some of the restrictions for for getting um, celebrities out to regular Comic-Cons or, or conventions um, 
are that you know they're either filming something or they're doing other projects they might only be able to come out for one day um some of them m- most of them are thankfully able to make it out for th- three days but seven days on a cruise i mean they're stuck on there you know they unless they're having you know corporate helicopters bringing them in and out uh, they have to commit to seven days so i I hope it's something they can pull off. I would really love for this to be successful. I'd love for it to be one of those things that just becomes something that geeks do, you know? Yeah. It, it, would, it would be awesome. Um, let's see. Where do we want to go now? We had a f- we talked to some of the fans uh, on day one. I think it was day one. Day two, we talked to some as well. Um, here's <coughs> Day three. Day three. <laughs> well, I know we talked to some on day two. So here's here's one of those interviews. Uh, I don't know who it is or anything, but hey, give it a good listen, and it's probably full of awesome. Okay. We are here with some people who are standing in line, general admission, correct? Yes, right. Uh, waiting to get in on Saturday morning. Uh, who do we have here? I'm Sean Muse or Superman, aka Clark Kent. Everybody Clark knows. Kent. Spoiler. And I'm Andrew Martin. I'm the mystery man. Okay. <laughs> I'm Shane Vance, the doll. Okay. I'm Josh, and I'm Leo Valdez. Nice. Well, welcome to the So, is this your first day, or have you been here the previous two days? Our third day for us, and first day for you. First day for you. Have you ever been to a Comic Con? No, it's my first one. Do you know what you're in store for? <laughs> Not really. Not really? <laughs> it's going to be awesome. That's it. That's all I can say is it will be awesome. You will walk out the door at the end of the day and your three gentlemen friends here you say, what did you make me do that for? I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to work. Now, you've got some like epically long eyelashes. Do they try and pull your eyes closed? You mentioned that you can't really look up, but are they pulling your eyes closed at all? Not really, but when the wind is blowing, they're kind of blowing them down. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. So what are you guys looking forward to most here? Uh, today we're looking for Carrie Fisher. Carrie yep. Fisher, are you going to the panel? Or? We are, yeah. yes. We just found out about it yesterday, so big surprise. Okay, and so. have you got are you getting autographs or have you done those yet? Photo op. Photo op yeah. You did the photo op? We're doing it today. Oh you're doing that yep. today? Okay, sorry, my mistake. It's okay. So uh, what about the previous days? What was your highlight? Oh uh, we uh, met Matt Smith and Tom Dalton, which is awesome. <laughs> okay. So okay, cool. That's awesome. And are you from here, going to Wasatch Front, Salt Lake area? Yeah, sorry. Okay, so you didn't have to travel too far, right? <laughs> awesome. How long have you been in line? Uh, About an hour and a half? Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. And it's not moving? No. Uh, and you're right going to be now. here for at least another 20, 30 minutes? Probably. As long as it takes. <laughs> well, best of luck to you all. You. And enjoy the day. Thank you. Thanks for coming on with us. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, and now here we are. Now, you know, day two was really interesting. Uh, we had a lot of cool stuff happen to us on day two. Uh, the convention by this time was going pretty full, pretty well full swing. But as we're walking through the crowd on day two, my son grabbed me and said, there's Jeremy. Now, that probably doesn't mean anything to anybody, and it didn't mean anything to me either until I looked and saw who he was talking about. But for those who are not familiar with um, Utah, there's a whole lot of Mormons here. And we have a school called BYU, which is you may or may not have heard of. And 
BYU has their own TV station, BYU TV. They did a family-friendly version of Saturday Night Live called Studio C. I, I don't know that it's really a version of Saturday Night Live, but it's the same kind of concept. It's a it's, show. It's yeah. sketch comedy. And that show has become absolutely huge. When they do a panel, when the cast does a panel at Comic-Con, they will fill up the panel room and turn away 500 people. There's so many people that want to go to it. Um, when they show up at their booth at Comic-Con, there's lines around the floor waiting to meet and talk with these people. Well, we happen to bump into Jeremy Warner, who is one of the cast of the show. He's my personal favorite, and he has an epic mustache. It is. It is it so, is so long and... Oh geez, it just—it looks like you. He actually like eats it. Yes, it does. You could pretty much eat his stash. <laughs> but my son sees him and says, "There's Jeremy." I turn, I look, I see. Oh my gosh, it is. So I went up and I introduced myself, and he was kind enough to give us a quick interview. And the interview went just about as I would expect. It felt somewhat painful while I was doing it, because he is very quiet, very humble guy. But it was a lot of fun. Just being able to chat with him. So here's the audio from that. We are here with Jeremy Warner. I'm going to say star of Studio C because, let's face it, you steal every scene that you're in. I know. So. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, I got to first ask you, the mustache, BYU, uh-huh. how does that fly? Uh, well, if you look in the, actually, the honor code, uh, mustaches are permitted. Oh. <laughs> Yes, I, I thought they had to keep trimmed or something. Uh, no comment. Should we not discuss yeah, that? I, that's not. You know what? I, that's I my first. Food. That's my first no comment of the show. So thank you so much. Well, I've been wanting go. that. There thank you, you. Now, how how has things changed for you? Studio C has become huge. I'm amazed at how everybody I know seems to watch this. How has things changed for you personally? Um, I. People recognize me. It makes like shopping a little bit more difficult. Do you have like people following you down the produce aisle? Yeah, it's it's cheering. Occasionally, yeah, sometimes. Uh, that's so that's kind of weird. Um, but uh, I don't know. Mostly, most most of the change has been for the good, better. Okay, that's well, that's good. I mean, I've gained a little bit of weight, so I guess that's negative. That happens with age, though. Yeah, and when you can afford to eat. Yeah, it's amazing what food does to you. Yeah. Now. So I should probably go down the produce aisle more. <laughs> Not so much the ice cream aisle. I don't really like ice cream. Though. Okay, cool. Okay. I thought everyone at BYU liked ice cream. Uh, not your average BYU person, I guess. Obviously. Obviously. Well, we won't keep you, um, but next season of Studio C, when are we going to be able to see you? Uh, I think we're planning to air in September, like shortly after um, Labor Day. Okay. I think that's, that's the holiday. Okay, so September, check out BYU TV. Right now, reruns are going on all the time, though. Yeah. We're gonna never be, get old. Yeah, we're going to be putting out more content and stuff in the interim period on YouTube and stuff. So there's always something to be done and watched. 
Okay, cool. One last question I just yeah. thought of. Do you have a favorite character that you've done from the show? Okay, and we're back. I think that Schmitty actually may have died of the plague at some point in this show. So I don't know what to expect because he was helping produce uh, on the back end. But um, there were some voice actors that they brought in this time around. Rob Paulson, Jess Harnell, and Jim Cummings. If you don't know who they are, look them up. They're absolutely amazing. We had the opportunity to interview all three of them however we've got the rob paulson audio here which was a lot of fun he's a very nice guy um so we'll play that for you the other video you can check out uh, on our youtube channel should be good so you can uh you can also check out another video that that we'll have up with him um with actually idiot box productions um him and uh jess arnell actually um did a little dance segment with us for uh, something called FTDP, which is Funky Techno Dance Party. It's a cool little video that uh, Idiot, Idiot Box Productions puts on at uh, every convention, so you can check that out as well. We are here with another voice of our childhood, Mr. Rob Paulson. Thank Hi. you so much, Rob, for coming to Salt Lake. My pleasure. Now, people know you as Yakko Warner, yes. but you're also Pinky. Yes, I am Pinky. Narb. <laughs> You're also multiple Ninja Turtles, not just a Ninja Turtle. Right, I'm 50% of the Ninja Turtles. I was Raphael when you were a little guy. And then 25 years later, now I'm Donatello on the latest iteration of the show on Nickelodeon. So I'm a, a two-time turtle. Maybe I'll be the answer to Jeopardy questions. You probably already have. Maybe, actually. you never know. Now, what's that like for you, too? It's not necessarily reprising a role. No. But to come back into a franchise like that after such a long break. When I, well, it, was, it wasn't like it was difficult. It was just such an incredible thrill and quite shocking. I was almost a victim of my own ageism because I couldn't believe that the producers wanted to hire a guy who was 25 years older than he was when he did the first turtle. But it's a really interesting thing to learn that they don't care what you look like. It's all about voice and the fact that you can act. So thank goodness that Sirinelli and Brandon Allman and the folks at Nickelodeon and Viacom said, sure, why don't we have you come back and jump in the turtle van again for another go-around and this time be Donatello. So it's been a hell of a ride. Really fun. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, is there any particular character that when you show up at these conventions, kids are like, oh, that's so-and-so, that's so-and-so. Or is it just kind of everyone? Well, honestly, it's kind of all of them. Um, a lot of the older folks love Pinky and Yakko. The new kid, that you know, young kids love Donatello and they're there with their parents who love the original Turtles. I, you know, honestly, it's just an embarrassment of riches. I'm so fortunate. I've done a lot of work on great shows, uh, having been a part of uh, arguably five really good ones. Animaniacs, Pinky the Brain, two iterations of Ninja Turtles, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, not to mention all the, you know, Tiny Toons, Disney afternoon stuff, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, and uh, 
DuckTales, and Gummy Bears, and Tick, and The Mask, and Mighty Max, Fairly Odd Parents. I, um, <laughs> I've been a really lucky guy. That's my girlfriend Sandra's favorite character is Carl Weezer. Yeah, I love Carl Weezer. Thank you. Carl Weezer's great. Now, I was watching... I know that voice, yeah. which you were on. Right. And I don't recall if it was you or if it was one of the other actors on that. But they said, a lot of people come up and say, you've been in something. I know it. I know it, but tell me what. And it's easier for you to tell me what you know me Is that kind of how it is for well, you? Yeah, I mean, when people say, hey, you've been in a cartoon. Uh, and, and I don't mean to sound arrogant, you know. I, people say, well, what have you done? I said, well, anything I know. And I think you've had a TV for the last 30 years, probably. And it's not arrogance, it's just that I've been really fortunate to work every day just about three decades. So, uh, once people, it's a very anonymous profession, I'm not a celebrity, the, the, the characters are the famous things, you know. I, I don't draw them and I don't write them, I just act them. Um, it's a very collaborative effort and, and so people wouldn't recognize me, but once they find out and they say, Animaniacs, are you kidding me? Who are you? I said, I'm Yakko. Shut up! Oh my god, Yakko's playing golf with me! That's pretty That's awesome. Yeah, that's well, great. We won't keep you. We know you got to go, but thank you so much. Thank you, my friend. Time. Thank we you very much it. for watching. Appreciate, appreciate it. Thank you. So, thank you. And that was Rob Paulson. If you have a chance to ever see a con- him in, at a convention, be sure to do so. It, you will not regret it. Now, one thing that Salt Lake Comic Con has done over the last few times, I believe, is they've introduced speed dating. And we sent Colin undercover to to find out what this was like. He, he was our investigative reporter for this. So, You know, as the, the only single bachelor around here at Solandroids. So what happened, Colin? What's that Ladies. like? Uh, it's really interesting. So they basically have, I believe the women actually just like go in. I don't think they, they charge yeah, they're free. for the women. Uh, and then the guys, they pay like, I think it's $21 to get in and they're they're usually actually pushing for a lot of men because there's so many women that'll just come in um and so i got in there they they sat us down or we ryan glitch like the jedi master for it uh got all the guys together and he's just like okay guys okay i want you to know i'm on your team and he's just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make jokes if you look awkward or if you guys have any are having some struggles. I'm gonna come and I'm gonna mess around with you. So feel free to just like fire back at me, do whatever it takes to try and get the conversation just keep going. And he just kept on reiterating that it's okay if you choke up. I'm gonna be with you, but don't say anything bad. And so we we go and we sit down next to the ladies. He has his turner chairs around. Starts talking to the group, and then uh, he he says, "All right, now, men, if you are here to get laid, walk out now. <laughs> Women, if you are here to get laid, take your pick." <laughs> wow, um, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's just like upfront about it because I mean, dudes, come on, <laughs> <laughs> and so we. We have three minutes each, so we go through, and um, what is it? 
as I go blank right now. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, Brian, that, feel free to cut this part. To during the speed dating? <laughs> You're there talking, hi, my name is yeah, Colin. Yeah, I just and completely I blinked out. Stuff. I do stuff. Uh, no, I actually just, I actually was doing pretty well and just completely spouted. Um, and it went, it went pretty well. Uh, so my, the first girl that I ended up doing it with, she was dressed up as, (laughs) dang it. (laughs) So the first girl who, with whom I I had a speed date with, uh, was dressed up as Bilbo and I'm talking to her and she's, she's, she's okay looking. And like all of a sudden she starts talking about her cosplay and I'm just like, okay. And like. I looked down to see if she had the hairy feet, but she didn't. And I was like, okay. And scoped up a little bit, and her legs were just hairy, <laughs> completely hairy. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is not fake hair. This is like grown out. And I'm just, at that point, I was just like trying to Cue the wiki t- sound tune here. her out a little bit, but keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> That's how I got all the ladies at the convention. <laughs> um, and then I had another girl that um, she was she was interesting, but I there was no way I would really go out with her in real life. We just didn't didn't hit par, and so I decided to ask her a question that Zoner's been asking around the convention, which was. Do you believe in Bigfoot? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's right over there. That <laughs> did not shut her up for two minutes. She just kept on going. Um, but there was a lot of great interactions. There was a lot of great girls there. Um, I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, I actually felt pretty confident in myself doing it. Ended up getting a couple numbers. Um, I did end up getting a Twitter handle. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I think it may have just been self-promotion for, like, her page or something. It was a business Twitter account, wasn't it? Yeah, it was for – so there was this one girl that was there, and I think it was her because she didn't put her her actual, like, number tag that they gave us. Um, And so it said something about sweaters, and she had this sweater that was from Bob's Burgers. (laughs) um, And it had, like, some quote from that, and I was just like, okay. Okay, well, I guess I got a Twitter handle. Cool. And at that point, I was just like, nope. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was really great. I enjoyed it. Um, they do a great thing for it. Ryan Glitch goes all over the country and and, and does these conventions, and um, they've had a they've had a lot of great um, successes from it. And if you want to find out more about the sci-fi speed dating and Ryan Glitch, Colin did have a chance to interview him. And there's a lot of success stories that he talked about. He shared the exact statistics of what was going on. So, you know, um, it's cool. Now, speaking of making connections, this is kind of a weird one. But at our very first Comic-Con, you might recall, we had a booth. And there was a point on Saturday afternoon where we were caught in a river of noisy meat. Nobody could move anywhere. It was just a bunch of flesh that was standing still, trying to get from point A to point B and not doing it very quickly. And there was a person who walked by who happened to be from the local ABC affiliate. And we chatted for a few minutes, and she mentioned that she was a geek. 
and I really wanted to talk to her to see what she thought about the convention, not only from a geek standpoint, but also from a media standpoint. Well, we bumped into her again this time, and she remembered us, which was <laughs> kind of cool. Um, so we had a chance to talk with uh, Christy. Uh, I'll keep her last name private for anonymity's sake. But uh, we had a chance to talk with Christy, who is a producer at the local ABC affiliate. And we tried to focus mainly on the geek aspect of the of her personality and of her thoughts on the convention. However, you may be seeing her again. We may be bringing her on the show because she is fascinating in a lot of different topics, and I would love to talk with her more about them. But here's a couple minutes of her talking about the convention and what she thought about the convention and, and this, its success. We are here with Christy. Oh, no. Oh, she not only is a convention goer, she's also a geek. She's also a media person. But we're not going to talk about the media people so much. Let's talk about your geek. Okay. What are your thoughts about the convention? Um, I was a little bit too big as a person, to be honest. I mean, like a huge convention goer, I tend to think of it as like, you know, a lot of people trying to make money off of fans, and it doesn't always feel very pure. I don't know if that makes sense, because it's really elitist. <laughs> but, um, I don't know, like, since I've warmed up to it a lot, like, the first year, like, there was just so much enthusiasm from the fans, and getting to know the people who run the convention through my job, I think I've gained definitely more of an appreciation for how much work they've been doing and how much love they have for the fans here. I mean, talking to the founders, they love the fans. That has kind of made me do a little bit of a 180 about how I feel about the convention. But, you know, it's funny that you say that, that people want to just get rich off the geeks. We are a very lucrative demographic right now. Because we're a very loyal one. Yes. Yeah. And it really bothers me. I've actually written posts on our site just about how our culture, I feel, has been somewhat co-opted. I, I, especially since, you know, with, like, the big Marvel movies, the big DC movies, I mean, I, we are, we're so loyal, and we love these characters, and we've read the comic books, and we've watched the cartoons, and, you know, and finally it's like, yes, the world is appreciating these amazing things, but it's almost like the world is appreciating this kind of watered-down Hollywood version of these amazing things. Yes. Yeah, it's, that's, that's so true. Now, what's the highlight for you? I mean, you have press access, I assume. I do, And yes. so you're able to go into a lot of places that we're able to. Uh, what, yeah, what maybe has, not as much as I'd like, but sure. What has been the, the highlight for you of this, uh, of this convention? Honestly, I mean, this might surprise a lot of people. So I've, I've had a chance to interview a lot of celebrities. Um, I've, I've been coming every year, you know, every FanX, every Comic-Con since the inaugural one. And consistently, the kindest, sweetest celebrity that I have interviewed is actually Glenn Morshauer. And he, you'll know him, he's always plays like a general, I think he was a general in Transformers, and he always plays, he was a... He Secret was, Service Secret on Service 24. 24. And it, he says that's his favorite role he's ever done, and the closest one he's ever played to himself. And he's just such a sweet and honest and kind man. No, there's no front with him, he's uh -huh. not pretentious, and he's always the highlight whenever he's here. That's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Now, do you get low lights as well? Um, you don't need to throw anyone under no, the no, bus. No, 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 I won't, I won't name names. Uh, honestly, I think the only time where I ever get kind of bumped out is 
maybe maybe like maybe a certain panel or something isn't like what I was kind of hoping or um, I mean I get really excited about the panels and I go to a lot of those and every once in a while I don't feel like maybe it's not quite as advertised or it, but I mean honestly I feel like that's that, that's a small complaint for such a you know huge event to put on. It really is. Well thanks for taking a couple minutes. Yeah Christy. thanks for talking to me. It was great to meet you guys. Okay, and that was pretty much the end of day two. Day two was pretty cool. We had a lot of highlights, interviewed a lot of people. Brandon Routh hugged me. He's very intimidating. <laughs> well, didn't hug me, put his arm around me during a photo. Same thing. But he's a very handsome man and very physically imposing. And nice. He's, he's very nice. <laughs> oh, jeez. He, he's, I'm just going to say it, he's a gorgeous He is man. tall and he is strong. <laughs> And he has a very charming smile, and it is very intimidating. But we do interview him, and you can check that out as well. Uh, we got a lot of stuff uh, that we can't put all in this show, so be sure to check it all out when you have some time. Um, day three was a lot of fun. We had Carrie Fisher panel. We had um, more Billy, Billy Piper. Piper. We had cosplay contests. We had all sorts of stuff. And we had fans lined up waiting to get in. Colin and I went and we talked with a few of them. We came across a guy who was dressed up as Arrow. Uh, pretty cool costume. Looked really good. So uh, here's our conversation with him. We are here with uh, Aaron Johnson. Aaron Johnson. Are you from Salt Lake, Aaron? I am. West Valley City. Okay, cool. Welcome to Comic-Con. I, I'm you. guessing by your garb. If this is not your first Comic-Con experience? No, I've actually attended it since uh, they started about two years ago. Okay, cool. So, have you been to each of the different conventions? Uh, both the Comic-Cons and the Fan Expo. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I assume you've been here previous two days? I have, I have, yes. So, how has it been for you? You know, enjoyable. Uh, Thursday was a little cut short. I guess they opened at 3 and only had it open until 9, which I thought was a bit weird. But otherwise, it's been fun the last couple of days. Okay, cool. That's good to hear. So, what's been the highlight? for you so far. You know what? Uh, I met Terry Fisher yesterday, and today I'm going to meet uh, Brandon Roth. So, you know, so far that's been the highlight. He's an awesome guy. He, he, he is, is a very awesome guy. And I'm going to give you a warning. He's extremely handsome. He's, he, he looks to be a bit intimidating. Extremely intimidating physically. So just be prepared. I feel like just a less of a man in you, general you really, area. You really do. I mean, no matter how manly you no, think you no. are, you're not Brandon Ralph. No, no, no. So now, Arrow cosplay. Mm -hmm. Yes. How long did you work on this costume? Um, You know, the costume, oh, maybe a month or two. The bow was a little bit harder to find all the different pieces to make it show accurate as I could. So, all together, I think it took me about three months. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's very well done. Thank you. So, the line just moved without they, you. It did. So, it left we'll, me, so, we'll let you go. But thank you very much and enjoy the con. Thank you. Okay. Now, it was kind of funny after we interviewed that guy. Colin said, let's see if we can get the crowd yelling. And I said, no, we're not going to get the crowd yelling. So he lifted up his camera on the monopod, and we walked across the room. And people noticed it about halfway through and started yelling. So we went back and forth a couple times and caught the crowd all yelling and having fun. It was, it was someone making time. out, too. After I broke my vocal cords, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm just sitting there yelling, "Are you ready for Salt Lake Comic Con?" And then everyone just started going. Yeah, there was there was like one half of the half of the room that did a really good job at it, and then I just kind of started dying. I think the I think only and, the one half was actually ready. The other half. 
they weren't. Yeah. Well, well, I think part of it was like one half was there the whole time, and so they're just like sitting there, they're getting pumped, and then the other half like just got there, and so they're just still kind of like sitting there, tired, and just like, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, they they were mildly prepared. They they weren't really ready um, for Comic Con. But, you know, we had a great time at Salt Lake Comic Con Fan X. We appreciate Dan Far Productions for allowing us to cover the event. And we're very much looking forward to uh, September with the big show with Salt Lake Comic Con. It's going to be amazing. I have no doubt about that in my mind. But uh, thank you again to our sponsors 4814 Eagle Moss Limited, Krypton Radio, Trek Radio. Everybody out there, KSCR, uh, we love you guys and thank you for supporting us. Uh, until next time, good day. End of line. Okay, awesome. See ya. <laughs> All right, so enjoy, listeners. I am here on the con floor with Ethan Werner, an amazing cosplay photographer. Uh, he's been running around for Geek Girls and Soul Droids, grabbing a bunch of pictures for us. Wanted to get his opinion on uh, different things going on in the convention. Uh, what have you noticed that are the big changes between this convention and previous fan access? Uh, well, smaller venue, so they cut off like the last back half of the convention center. I think that makes it a lot more intimate. Okay. I mean, you don't have as many booths, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. You have a lot more, it's a lot tighter knit. It kind of requires people to get a little bit uh, more cozy, a little bit closer to each other. I think that's a good thing.
Robin Jeff, the big voice actor. Yeah. And there are a lot of the actual celebrities. Yeah. I mean, you do have thoughts in line for like Tom, Tom Felton, uh, yeah. Carrie Fisher, Felicia Day is just non-stop. Yeah. You Carrie Fisher is hard to get on. My son waited in the line for Carrie Fisher. He said he was in the line for two and a half hours. Wow. Yeah. And then the line for Matt Smith yesterday was... Oh. Unreal. I bet. Insane. He, I, I'm pretty sure he was like the biggest photo opportunity I'm of the whole. Sure. He was the draw for a lot of people. Again, I'm going to refer back to my son here. He said that in his junior high, he said he cannot go a day or even a couple of hours without seeing a target or a Fez decal or somebody with a bow tie. He said the impact of Matt Smith and just the Doctor Who experience is incredible. Yeah, it's amazing how he's he's actually kind of helped in pop culture yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Because of because of him and because of a lot of these other big things going on, you know, the big things with Arrow, uh, you got it. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.